Hey, welcome, Raul. How are you, man? Well, how are you? Good, good, man. I'm just kind of freezing my butt off. You know, we live in the Midwest, <laughs> so it's a little bit cold, hence why I'm wearing this nice, comfy uh, poncho. Yeah, especially in the Chicagoland region. I yeah, I mean... Uh, I think it's the single digits right now. Hey, don't give away my location, buddy, okay? I don't want, I don't want anybody knocking at my front door. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like tens of millions of people in Chicagoland. Region, so I think, <laughs> how, I think you're good. But how many of them are named Raul? That's what I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm considering the the Mexican and Latino population in Chicagoland, I'm sure, a pretty good amount. <laughs> um, hey, uh, you know, something I didn't tell you, but I kind of want to announce that, I, and, and I might end up regretting this, but I, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to like actually be a little bit professional and, you know, trying to see like long-term, but I created a Twitter handle for our podcast. So, <laughs> That's awesome. you know, so, you know, if anybody wants to like crap on this or say anything positive, cause I know, you know, people can comment, you know, obviously you left me a, a pretty funny comment <laughs> the other day. Um, but yeah, I just kind of, you know, I create a Twitter handle. It's, you know, I'll put it, I'll put it in the message. But essentially, it's like Senor Nerd Podcast. So if anybody wants to say something to us or communicate, you know, they're, you know, they can go ahead and do that. Um, so I just wanted to announce that again or complain. <laughs> I mean, again, I just kind of wanted to put put it out there. I mean, again, I might end up regretting my decision, but at least we kind of have starting a way of people to be able to communicate with us. I, I don't know if you think that ever happens on Twitter. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. Our friends, I feel like me and you are the only ones with a Twitter, so we kind of understand yeah, like no. what the battlefield looks like. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could because I because I totally imagine somebody that's not familiar with Twitter, and then they go on and it's like, what what's going on? Like, why who, yeah. who am I who am I fighting with today? Yeah, you're you're definitely a lot more active on Twitter than than I am. I, I mostly follow it for for fantasy football stuff during the season, I, and and some friends that are actually kind of funny. Like I feel you. like I, I feel like I do a post like once every quarter or um well well now that I got my nerd podcast I can really tweet what I feel about things <laughs> and nobody will know it was you <laughs> yeah for now but uh um did you do anything this weekend did you see anything you know I figure we can kind of maybe wait it out a little bit to talk about the Last of Us episode three I figured let's <sighs> make them wait you know why why give why give them everything so quick <laughs> yeah and so, such a depressing episode too. Oh, but I, no, I, I I I watched my hero. I watched. Um, oh, do, do you know what I started watching? That uh, mm. physical show on, on Netflix. It's a uh, Korean show. Okay. Um, and they have like athletes and bodybuilders and and like all sorts of physical people that are all in like super crazy shape. Okay. And and they have them do like different physical tasks, and people get eliminated. Oh, that's uh, that sounds interesting. No, yeah, uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, the the, the first one was uh, them hanging from uh, like for long periods of time, and surprise, surprise, the the professional ice climber one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when you when you said physical, um, for a moment I thought you were think, talking about the Apple show Physical, which is a great oh. show. <laughs> which I've I've only seen the first season, even though I know there's a second season that's been out. Um, but that's also a really good show. If anybody wants to check out either physical on Netflix or physical on Apple TV, no, yeah, I, I'm definitely slagging on the Apple TV shows. I I still haven't seen the the that one show where they work and then they got Severance. Severance. Yeah, Severance. I haven't good. seen that. The, the only thing I've watched on there is uh, Ted Lasso and the majority of the first season of Blind. 
Okay. I, um, Severance, you know, it's the, I think the creator is Ben Siller. Ben Siller is like a big part of that show. Either he's directing yeah. or he created the show, but, uh, but it's, it's mm-hmm. really good. I highly recommend you watch Severance. Uh, I, I know. I, I saw Blind season three. That's like, that's where it, they ended things. And, uh, it, it's all right, man. It's, um, definitely disappointed by the third season. I think the second season was kind of like the, the high of the show. Is it Batista in the third season? No, he was in the second season. Oh, he was the brother yeah. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, he was the brother. I, I think I saw them in some trailer or something. Dude, there's there's actually something in the third season like that pisses me off with one of the the sons that can see. Um, something mm. he does, something he does at the end. It's like, well, I mean, he does a lot of things for me to hit on in that show, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, something very specific he does at the very end that really pisses okay. me off for anybody that has seen Blind season three. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Jason Momoa is actually surprisingly good in in most of what he does. Oh yeah, but he had that one, um, like I wouldn't say kids movie over the winter break, but it yeah, was, the Imagineer uh, Friend thing. Yeah, and it was uh, that was a really fun movie. I know a lot of it was kind of done with green screen, but I didn't, I didn't care. It was still fun. I know. I I try to get my son to want to watch it, but he never did, so I never saw mm. it. I think you gotta you gotta have him create an imaginary friend, and he'll understand like the whole like. <laughs> I guess, or something okay. like that. No, um, anything else, man? Sorry, I didn't mean to like kind of stop you. But other than physical, anything else? Uh, watched my hero, the second half of the first Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Um, do that Lord of the Rings show, but. And, um, you know, I kind of saw My Hero earlier today. Dude, such a great episode. Like, these quiet episodes, man, are, like, such, like... Like, I know we just came out of, like, the last season where it was, like, nothing but action for, like, 11 episodes straight. But yeah. these quiet episodes, man, like, they need so much more to me. Because it actually makes me care more about when they go into, like, battle or who's fighting. But uh, I thought it was a really way, great way of, like, you know, kind of giving you... I, I think there's still room for you to, like, know more about um, why... Um, what's his name that became evil? The the oldest son, Toro, Toro Roki, or the oldest son? What's the, the oldest yeah. son? Uh, just let's, let's, let's call him Davi. Davi by his evil name. Yeah, Davi. <laughs> but uh, Davi, like his, um, I think there's still more to tell about, like how his, you know, like his whole background and how he became Davi. But uh, yeah. his whole like beginning, man, it's just crazy. Like that's, I, I can't, I can't get over like the crap that that did like i just can't get over it like i don't care i don't care how many people he saves like just that whole like him the way he treated the kids the way he treated like the family i think a lot of people that deal with domestic violence like can definitely relate to like like dealing with somebody like that um so it's just like overall like i just cannot redeem that guy i mean the best thing for me he could do is probably die in like place of glory you know trying to save everybody um yeah yeah but it's it's I think the difference between that and, and other like domestic violence situations is that, like in w- with Endeavor, you get totally you feel the like his regret and 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 just how bad he feels about the results, and, oh, yeah. and he actually got to see what the end results of his actions were. Um, but you you really feel like he has actual like real regret and and he's sincere about how. You know that he realizes is how much he screwed up, but like uh, probably in other situations in, in real life, it probably probably doesn't get like that without like real therapy and random other stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a tale as old as time. You know, like you 
get older and you kind of look back at some of the things you did when you were younger, I mean, that's kind of the, the situation we're in, in here where, you know, he looks back and he definitely regrets the way he treated his children, his wife. And again, it was, it made a great episode, but it just like totally destroyed watching like the whole like situation that was happening, happening within that, within that family. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it, it and it wasn't like with malice either. It, it, it to him it was the ends were justifying the means, but it was always like selfish because he he just wanted one of his kids to surpass all might because he was stuck being the the number two hero. So he instead of trying to like better himself or whatever, he he tried to like genetically engineer uh, a kid that that was gonna surpass all might. Yeah. And so he got. And it, and it, I mean, to me, it's kind of crazy that even though, you know, he wasn't perfect, uh, not that I'm talking about Davi, like his quirk would yeah. kind of end up hurting him. Um, you know, hence the reason why his skin is always like peeling off and melting yeah. off. But I feel like there was a route where he could have still made him a hero. Obviously, he was never going to be strong enough to defeat. Um, I don't think anybody could have defeated like one for all or surpass one, one, is it one for everybody. Sorry, one for everybody. Yeah, one, one for everybody. One, one, one for all. Oh, it's one for sorry, one for all. I don't think anybody really could ever have surpassed him, but I'm saying like he could have definitely helped them become a hero. I mean, you kind of laid the seeds early on, and you, you know, he was obsessed with it. So like, why not help him get to that level? And I mean, even now he's just such a menacing presence. So I'm really like, I really can't wait for like for that to be like a big fight between him and either the son or the or the father. But he's gonna have to fight one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, and and. And uh, I don't know if you know this about fire, but like with with fire, give us a um red is actually like the 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 coolest of the of the colors. Okay. And and yeah, and purple is the the hottest. So, or blue. So, so so yeah. So so Dobby's fire technically is hotter than than Endeavor's. No, and that's that's kind of crazy because uh, I mean nobody else from what I've seen in the show has that level of like flames. Yeah, um, no, I haven't seen anybody with blue flames. No, and it's just it's it's interesting, man. How like you could have one ability and then you're trying, and they kind of mentioned it was illegal, so I don't know how they really keep track of that. But you try to like find a mate that would complement your ability in the possibility of having even a greater son. Which again, I yeah. kind of touched on that before, where it's like I think the show's just moving to the point where quirks are becoming too powerful. So I don't know how the show's gonna end, but man, if they end it all quirk somehow, man, I think it might be just for the best, honestly. <laughs> yeah, through somehow through offer one or something. Who knows, man? I mean, I, I just think the girl, the show's doing a, a really great job. Um, you know, I'm surprised. You know, you know, maybe we should be talking about it a little bit more on one on one to give that that attention to detail. Because yeah, I would love to be able to go through like every line of dialogue and every yeah. you know scene that happened. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely a great great episode. Um, the one. Yeah, the, and, no, go ahead. And and uh, the, the the thing that like I still keep loving, especially from from great anime, is like how complex they make all their characters and how how deep they go into the character building for for everyone, from from like just in my hero, like all the villains, like mm-hmm. you feel bad for all the villains, and like all the villains aren't necessarily like evil evil. They're, they're like either anti anti heroes or or you understand why they're evil. I, um, even with Redestro, like you, it just breaks your heart when you hear like what happened 
when he was a kid. No, um, I, dude, you keep saying Redestro, but I think you're talking that Redestro is the guy with the big nose. I no. think you're talking. No, Redestro is the 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 one right now, the big bad guy that that uh, all for one kind of like reincarnated. <laughs> oh, really? Into- then what's the guy with the big nose? Every time you say Redestro, I just for some reason think what guy with the big nose. The one that every time he's kind of like the Incredible Hulk. Every time he gets angry or stressed out, his body hawks out. He's the one that has the money um, from the other League of Evil people. He was the big bad wow. guy in the last season. Now it's all right, man. We don't you don't have to remember, but it's the guy that essentially brings had 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 all the money. They went against um, the League of the League of Evil. They went against like. The, the main bad guys that we're kind of following with right yeah. now, they're the ones that trapped them in that town and everybody was evil, like everybody had quirks and they were battling the whole town. That's yeah. when, uh, you, you don't recall the guy that I'm referring to? No, we just was the one with like all the hands all over him and yeah. that, that destroys everything. I know, but do you know which guy I'm talking about? Essentially, it's the guy he fought by the end of that last season, uh, the last one, where he lost his legs. He's still alive. He lost his legs. He... Dude, big nose, like he has the most giant nose. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Okay, I mean, again, it's just like he's the leader of the of the other organization, and but I I can't I can't think of his name. That's why whenever you say Redestro, I'm always just thinking of him. You're gonna make me look it up. I know. It's like, dude, I told you I was right on it. Bam! So I'm gonna end up keeping this because. You, I just proved you wrong, my friend. Get your, so what? get your, that's, that's Redestro right there. What? Yeah, so, oh, oh, I get that win. Hell yeah. Oh, that feels good. Then, then what's the other guy's name? I thought that was his, like, villain name. No, you can and you kept saying it's not the first time that I've caught you say his name. I know. Uh, I, didn't, yeah, I thought I didn't... that was his. I'm sorry, but, uh, you just kind of went uh, down a little uh... bit on, on the, <laughs> It's all right, man. We can, you, you know me, I, I mess everybody's name up, so we can we can move <laughs> past it. <laughs> but now, uh, another show that I've been just kind of watching, this is nothing that, you know, anybody needs to go out and see, but it's actually really entertaining. It's, um, I think it's a CBS show with, it's called Ghosts, and the premise of it is uh, this girl inherit, inherits a, a home and there's a bunch of ghosts living in it. It's a comedy. Oh, it's the, yeah, it's the one with, um, the the guy from Pitch Perfect, <laughs> Donald. Uh, well, here's the thing. So I was watching that show with my wife, and for some reason, like his wife, the 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 wife in that show, she's the one that actually can see the ghost because she has like a she has like a, an accident, and she goes to not to the hospital, and then when she comes back, she's able to actually see the ghost. So the whole show is about like her communicating with the ghost, and it's like pretty funny because then, like the whole premise is like if you die in her house. Not everybody, but you could potentially become a ghost and you, like, start hunting it. So you have people that have been dead for, like, 1,500 years. And then you got people that – I think the last person that died in the house that stayed in the house was um, died maybe, like, in the 1990s. So it's kind of, like, funny just from, like, that premise. But but the wife, I was – um, you know, I thought she was really funny and I really liked her a lot. And then once I ended up looking her up, she ended up being the girl from iZombie. So it, like, totally made me even more fall in love with her. Um, I never watched that. No, I watched the first couple of seasons, and then I think I just kind of caught up to it. So I never went back, and I guess they were kind of releasing more seasons. I never 
I never saw how it ended, but trust me, watching Ghost definitely makes me want to go back and see Ice Zombie. So maybe something I'll go back to and check out. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a ton of shows that I never saw that it, that I was like slightly interested in, but I never, I was never drawn enough to actually put time into watching it over other things that I was more interested in. No, man. I mean, I, I feel like during the pandemic, I went through almost every show I could have thought of, you know, to just try to like watch it or finish it or start it. Um, but yeah, that's one that I just never went, really went back to I zombie. So, and I don't know if I would, but you know, again, she kind of makes me do go see that. Um, you know, cause it's like, you know, when she was 20, I was 20 and now she's in like her late thirties and the character she's playing is like, <laughs> like a married, married, you know, cute, like wife. So it's just kind of like, it's funny, you know, sometimes you grow to, you grow yourself attached to a, like an actor that you almost want to go back and revisit their work just cause you want to see more of them. Yeah. 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 Cause I, 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 I'm pretty sure I've done that before with with different people. There's several actors that I'm a big fan of, especially if if I run into different things that they've done. I mean, the last thing I probably want to highlight that I saw over the weekend, and you maybe even heard of it, but it's uh, it's a Netflix movie. It's um, You People. Oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, <laughs> you did see it. see it. Okay, great. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I feel like that was I a forgot. pretty. Uh, I mean, that's that's the only reason why I keep my Netflix subscription because every once in a while, man, they'll just like drop a. I wouldn't say it was a great movie, but they'll drop a movie with a good cast and it's actually like entertaining. Um, I wouldn't say it's like the funniest movie I've seen in the last maybe six months, but it was it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think a lot of people are going to miscategorize it because I don't think necessarily think it's meant to be like a comedy. Mm-hmm. I think it's more kind of like a commentary kind of. Yeah. But like more of a drama, like a, like a rom-com type of thing. A yeah. Little bit. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't considering the cast, you, you would assume that it's going to be like super comedy, but I think it, I think the main point of it was more of, of like what they were trying to show and say than than the comedy. No, every time I see Eddie Murphy in a new movie, it definitely makes me miss like the 15, 20 years that we didn't get him in anything. Cause he's yeah. like such a, he's such a great press. I mean, he still looks the part, man. So like he could all of a sudden like start a brand new career. He looks so young too. So, so young, man. So, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, you get out of, you know, you kind of, first of all, I mean, he's rich as hell. So he was able to retire. And he probably like, he probably lived a good life, you know, stress-free, you know, being with the family. And like, now he's trying to come back. And I, you know, I, I know there was that one big movie he did that got a lot of uh, Oscar buzz back in 20, like 18. Um, I never saw Dolomite, it. But I, or, or yeah, Dolomite is my name. Yeah. But I never saw it. But I, I don't know if that's uh, something that I should be checking out. No. <laughs> I guess, yeah, again, I, I, yeah, I think uh, Wesley Snipes w- was in it too. Oh, okay. I mean, dude, again, there's it's impossible to watch everything that draws. But I, you know, you people, mm-hmm. I did think it was a funny movie. In case anybody wants to check yeah. it out, um, watching Jonah Hill, that I really gotta say, I really like him as an actor. I think I was watching the Wolf of Well, I was watching the Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street not too long ago, like in the last maybe three weeks, and his performance is definitely one that stands out in that movie. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is definitely having fun throughout the whole movie, but like Jonah Hill, that he's acting his ass off in that movie, and like say what you oh, say yeah. about like the performance he's giving, given, but I think it's like the best, like like if, to me he was like the most compelling, interesting character to, like watch on screen because it was just like such a like it was just so dumb. It was just like a really dumb character, but he played it really well. I think he had like an Oscar nomination in that from for that role too. 
Uh, I don't know if he was nominated for that one because I, I I think he was nominated for for oh, Moneyball. Moneyball. That's yeah. I, yeah. You know what? I gotta check that out. I know he did want to work with the um, director of um, Wolf of Wall Street. That mm-hmm. he might have taken like a pay cut to just to be in that movie. Um, Scor- uh, Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, I really. Uh, yeah. So I really like Jonah Hill overall. Like I think he was just really good in um, You People. And yeah, I wish he yeah. he would do more stuff. I kind of miss him and Channing Tatum together. So it's a group. Oh yeah, dude, I love those movies. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you know who I would like to see Channing, Channing Tatum kind of like pair up with Tom Holland because Tom Holland's like a good dancer and like. He's very athletic. Not saying like in a Magic Mike situation, but just like in a movie where they can kind of be like older brother, younger brother situation. Mm, I don't know if I've seen Tom Holland dance besides like his like l- lip sync battle and random. Yeah, stuff like that. I, that's probably actually what I was referring to. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, he's definitely like very athletic. I mean, I've seen him do some of his own stunts for Spider Man and like, because I think he does have a. Oh, yeah. He has like a musical, like a music background. No, so, so he 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 has a gymnastics. Background. Gymnastics, sorry, gymnastics yeah. background. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, um, which which helped uh, get him the 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 role of Spider Man because I, I think he did like a flip and all that stuff in his like audition. Oh, dude, he looks the part. I mean, the guy still mm-hmm. could, um, you know, comparing him to when he first came out in Civil War to like now, like he still looks the same. Hasn't really aged at all. So that's <laughs> like, so we could probably get like. Four more movies. I know they always talk about like, like, oh, how much are we gonna get of him? But I did. I would love to see him for like another like three, four Spider-Man movies. Yeah, because I, I think in 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 the contract that uh, Sony and and Marvel did, uh, back when when uh, before this last Spider-Man uh, came out, um, I think he was gonna do, um, this MCU movie, and he's supposed to do like a team-up movie of some kind, or like an Avengers. And then, uh, and then maybe another one, and that was like the the, the extent of the of the contract. Yeah, that, I mean, they did. I mean, some of these actors like they do gotta kind of like realize when you can you have to call it off. Like I think Thor, based on just the last movie alone, I feel like almost like Chris Chris Hemsworth. I mean, he's probably not regretting it, but I feel like you know that 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 movie definitely didn't hit the performance of his last movie. So I don't know if he's kind of regretting the fact that he hasn't walked away from that role. Um, I doubt it. But, I'm sure okay. he made a ton of money. So. Yeah, I mean, but he didn't make like he didn't make like Robert Downey Jr. money, and I'm I'm sure even Chris Chris Evans got on it early on. No, yeah, because well, well, the big thing with uh, Robert Downey Jr. was that uh, his Iron Man movie was like the start of the MCU. Yeah, and the big thing that he did that like other people didn't was he got in on the the, the residuals. So, so instead of getting like a big upfront like paycheck to to do the movie, he got a percentage of of how much the movie's made. No, and I mean, I mean, I think nowadays if you're doing like a Marvel movie and you're being cast, like they sign you for like ten con like ten other appearances, so like they're definitely like covering themselves. Um, yeah. No, I'm wondering if um, you know, they're supposed to like today was supposed to be. James Gunn supposed to be, I guess, announcing a lot of these like DC projects for the next couple of years. So I think some of that information is going to come publicly tomorrow. So I'm just kind of really quick checking to see if there's anything breaking on, you know, I mean, just it would take so little to get me excited about um, what's going to happen with the DC, DC. universe, honest, honestly. Well, well yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw with uh, Jason Momoa, he posted that, that he, he met with James Gunn 
and uh, Warner Brothers, and he was super excited about what what he was going to be doing with with DC. Uh, but he didn't say what he was going to be doing. But there's obviously a feature with Jason Momoa in DC, so I'm guessing it's going to be Lobo, considering that oh. considering that it's his favorite character, and and I, they, I, they've kind of hinted at it. I saw that Zach Levi was trending yesterday, um, you know, which is normally not a, not a good thing. So I kind of saw that, <laughs> no. and I'm like, I'm not I'm not going to get into the details why he was trending, but. You know, some a lot of people were pointing out maybe it's a good thing that this whole thing again is kind of like coming to an end because some of these actors, man, like they just cannot help themselves. <laughs> oh no, what did he do? <laughs> I don't know. No, you you can you can go look it up. It wasn't terrible, but but you know nowadays you can't say anything without somebody pointing out. Like like even this, I mean, me and you are recording this, and who knows in ten years what we might say that people might pull out as inappropriate. But but that's that's the thing. Everything lives in the internet. I'm. I'm I'm okay with with my past. <laughs> that's that's what I say right now. Oh, famous or uh, famous words that. I mean, are, come back to bite me, probably. I mean, are any of us really going to be alive in ten years? I mean, I'm already worried about just this year alone, <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. why. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. But um, you know, let's let's get to it, man. Let's get to what people want to want to hear. They want to hear about the Last of Us episode three. Just you know, it dropped last night. It was definitely not what I thought it was going to, you know, what the third episode of The Last of Us was going to be. Um, you know, it started kind of the way I thought the episode would, would start. You know, your Joe and Ellie are just kind of like, you know, you meet them up. They're in the woods. Um, you know, they're kind of heading to this house of where Bill and Frank live so they can get supplies. And then, um, you know, I don't know if there's anything in that beginning scene that you want to point out. But, you know, soon after that, we get just like a flashback scene or what I thought was going to be like a five minute flashback scene, kind of like setting up the characters. But mm-hmm. it actually ended up taking most of the episode, which was a long episode. I don't have the exact runtime for it, but it felt like it was like maybe like an hour and thirty minutes. Could have been yeah. less. No, yeah, and and I I do want to point out, like in 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 the beginning of the episode, you you do have Joe and and, and uh, um, Ellie uh, kind of talking, and then she kind of brings up um, Tess, mm. and you you kind of notice that that Joel like really doesn't want to talk about it. And I kind of like in 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 the end of it, kind of comes full circle for for when Ellie's reading the 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 letter that that Bill left for for Joel. And, no, and no. I, I like how they did that in in from the beginning and the ending of the episode. No, no, you're right. You know, I did kind of skip over the part where they go to that gas station, and you know, Joel's looking for a place where he stashed some supplies a couple of years ago. And then we get the moment where Ellie finds like a secret door to, to the basement area or whatever you want to call that. Yeah. And then she finds the, you know, an, an infected, I'm going to call them yeah. an infected. And he starts, I mean, she kind of, she, she does what I would do, honestly, if I was in that situation, like, you know, that he can't get out, he's stuck. Um, so he starts like poking around and I don't know if that says anything about Ellie, but I thought it was really interesting just the fact that she would cut him. And so it's just like, it seems like once you're infected, it's just like, pores are living or whatever like spores are just like living throughout your whole yeah. body man it's freaking gross man yeah and, and and i don't know if there's any foreshadowing there um so like because uh like we, we both have said before we'd never played the video game so i don't exactly know how how it's gonna turn out for for her but i i I wonder how much that is because she's always very adamant about trying to get a gun 
but but before I kind of just took it as her being a teenager and just trying to get a gun because I don't know maybe she thinks they're cool or something, uh, or or she wants to be like more grown up and then she she finds that that affected um, down there and then she she cuts them kind of to see what happens and then she just like stabs it, which which I don't know I don't it makes me wonder what what route she's gonna go in. No, she's on. been. Yeah, she's been trying to get her hands on a gun since, like, the first episode, I feel. Um, and, yeah. You know, and kind of not to go too ahead, but, if, I mean, she's going to get to that. She's going to get her gun. She's going to get her wish. So we, we'll see what she ends up doing with that. I mean, part of me wants to wants to hope that she'll they'll come in a situation where that gun's actually going to come in handy, you know? Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, no. So, you know, I think soon after that, you know, again, we kind of touch. We get to this whole flashback scene. And in the mm-hmm. beginning, I was a little upset because I was thinking like, oh, you're doing a flashback. Why didn't you put the flashback in the beginning? Just because I got so used to having like a flashback scene like right in the intro. Yeah. Um, but obviously, once like 10 minutes passed by and I realized like this is not just like a flashback. That's actually going to be the majority of the episode. Like, you know, I really, you know, I kind of like started enjoying what I was seeing. Uh, what What did you think about, you know, the beginning of it? Um. Well, one, I like, I, I love Nick Offerman. I think he's hilarious. I think he's super cool. <laughs> I think he can like play anything, but I, I love the way they talk. So, I don't know. I, I think he's awesome. Uh, so, so like I, I was a fan of it, and then I, I thought it was interesting how they started with, with the fact that he was like in in his bunker when everything happened, and then he found like when he saw that everybody was leaving, that's when he came out and took advantage, and like he like built his like fortress um, and all that stuff, which which all of that makes sense. So, so I thought that that was. Uh, Pretty cool, but also, if you remember, uh, like right before that, uh, Joel and Ellie were talking, and um, I think Ellie asked Joel uh, about Bill and Frank if they were nice, and Joel said uh, Frank is uh, not so much Bill or something like that. I forgot exactly what they said. So, like, I I kind of already had that in mind that there was going to be a Bill and a Frank, and Frank's going to be the nice one, and then kind of how. When Bill was coming out of the the bunker and doing all that stuff, I was kind of getting the impression like, okay, now now I get it uh, that Bill's going to be more the the recluse, the the person that's more hidden and more introverted, and and considering that he already had a bunker before everything went down, so he's yeah. probably a little bit more, uh, definitely going to be to to himself. You know, we we talked in the past about like how ready we would be if um you know an apocalypse happens, and I think me and you or anybody. You know, we would like to think we're ready as Bill was, but, you know, clearly oh. we're, we're not, man, like not even close. And, uh, you know, not saying that, you know, everybody should go about and collect guns and try to set up for like, the, you know, kind of pretty much set, set up for like planning for the world to end because I don't think anybody should really think like that. But he's definitely like, I mean, to his benefit, it did end up working in his favor. And I mean, he had everything ready to go, man. Like as soon as they left and he was all alone in that town, I'm like, oh, my God, like. You can do everything. I mean, he did pretty much everything that I would want to do, like go straight to Home Depot, you know, right away. Because um, it, it seems like it was a very small populated uh, community he was part of. So, like, just the fact that they all been evacuated and it's so early in the pandemic that nobody's really, like, um, you know, breaking things or breaking the law or, you know. Going yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Everyone's trying to get to, like, a quarantine zone and all that stuff. So that kind of helped them out, man. So I thought it was just kind of kind of awesome because I'm like, yeah, that's like the mentality you need to have as soon as something like this happens. Like you go to Home Depot and you like get whatever you think you can need and, you know, you make trips every day. And, and I think we kind of 
get him for three years being alone before we get introduced to uh, Frank. So, mm -hmm. you know, in those three years, he did manage to do a lot. He built a whole fence like, around his, like, little, like, I don't even, like, what would you call his that? His compound? <laughs> his compound, yeah. He just built a whole fence. He built all these booby traps. And, I mean, as, as much as it was cool to follow him around, you kind of do sense that feeling of, like, man, like, it kind of also sucks because he doesn't even have a dog. He's just by himself. It's almost like, why are you doing this? Like, it's the whole point of just me survival if I don't really have anybody um, to be around or protect. So I kind of started already just from the beginning, I started feeling bad for him just because, again, he has nobody. But again, I think he's also the kind of guy that he's not going to let anybody just in. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. And and I I, I kind of got the impression that, that he would, like, survive just to make a point to himself. <laughs> Yeah, like even if he was like alone for for all that time, um, that he would have just survived just to to make a point to to himself and to everyone else that would never find out that he survived. Uh, that that he was right all along. No, just from somebody that has watched The Walking Dead, man, it's just one of those things. Like again, I, I've said this before, but it's not really the zombies or the infected, infected or the. Uh, Tick, what are they called? Uh, once they fully have been infected, clickers or the clickers, you gotta worry about it. To me, it's always the people, man. So it's just like I don't blame them. Like the moment you have something, people are gonna want. People are gonna come looking for you. And you know, how do you trust anybody that you find this community? He's tested off and stuff. He knows he has food supplies, plenty of houses. Um, like, how do you not he has try to gas like, and electricity? Exactly, yeah. man. It's like, how do you not try to like? break in or, or try to convince him to let you in. That's the one thing about the whole episode that really surprised me that in the 20 years that he lived in that community with Frank, like they never managed to build or recruit any more people. Like think about like in my scenario, like I, I feel like there's no way you live in such a big compound with other houses and other buildings and you don't bring other people. Cause again, it's just not, not even the fact that, um, you're lonely, but you need people to help you out with some of the, the work, you know, like you need a community to help you work, do this. I mean, that's how you survive. But I guess he's just anybody that came to his property, except for, you know, obviously we're going to talk about Frank. He pretty much like said, told them to like F off or if he did not accidentally kill them with all his booby traps. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure that there were some people that, that did die or whatever. And then uh, you, you also do see later on that there were some raiders that, that tried to, uh, I pretty much invade uh, what he had, but but yeah, like it, th that is kind of like the one of the biggest things that, like in a situation like that, the the, the biggest worry isn't just like the zombies or or whatever, it's, it's also other people because it, when there's scarcity or hunger or thirst and all, all that stuff, people are gonna do whatever they need, whatever they need to to survive. Which could include like killing you or, or or hurting you or whatever it is to to take what you have so that they can survive. So um, so it's definitely a scary place so, and situation to be in. So so you know we get introduced to Frank and I kind of want to get your thoughts. Like, what was your first thought when you know Frank fell into the hole and he like you know went up to him and you know even against my better judgment you know like you know surprisingly he like let him inside the house to take a shower. Like, what did you think about that? Like, like and what I mean is like. Like for me, I, I didn't trust. I didn't trust Frank, man. Like I'm so shocked yeah, that he was able to like let him in, take a shower. He was able to feed him. Um, 
the part that I really felt like really uncomfortable was when he was playing the piano and he was just like standing right behind him. Cause the whole time that he was playing the piano, I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, this is the moment where, you know, he could take out his knife or grab your gun or slit your throat and to hit you with something or hit you with something. It's like, you have this, like, to me, he felt like a spy. He felt like somebody had been, you know, looking into this compound they kind of got that there was only one person there and they sent him to like try to get in. Cause I mean, he seemed like that perfect guy that he would come in and be friendly and well-like and, you know, who would kind of pick up on certain things and be like, Oh, okay. Like this is somebody that I could potentially seduce, which kind of ends up happening totally. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that was going to happen, but, but dude, I just didn't trust him. Like to me, I just, I was, and again, this is the walking dead w- w- what I'm blaming. It's just like, I just thought that guy was at any moment, just kind of like, Slit his throat, which, you know, again, it didn't happen. And I'm, you know, I'm glad because obviously the episode turned into a very beautiful episode. But what, what was your first thought? Was it kind of like similar? Yeah. So, so when he came out of the hole, um, he, he did ask him, um, if he was with a group or anything like that. And, and he said that, that or Frank said that there were 10 of them, but he was the only one left. And, and I don't know, like, I didn't know whether to believe him or, or how much to believe him. Um, and then the whole like Arby's thing happened. And he he definitely has that type of mannerism that makes him likable easily, yeah. Which is suspicious <laughs> because <laughs> um, because it's it's the situation that they're in, and and yeah. he had already been there for I think three years or something like that. So so at that point, like I I guess I kind of understand what happened because he had been there like alone for three years. So I could I'm I'm sure he was lonely. Um, and and he was just gonna give some food for to Frank, um. So so that's something that I'm sure he felt confident that he could handle. Um. And then I think he he definitely let his guard down to play the piano, and and then when Frank kind of like approached them and and brought that up, I. That made me think, or I guess that whole exchange, or, or when when he told them to go take a shower, that's when I thought, okay, he's going to grab a gun or a knife and he's going to kill him or something. I don't know. But, like, I, I felt the same way, like, super suspicious. But then I kind of got the impression that that he never, that he was, like, closeted his whole life. Like, he never got to, I guess, experience anything like that. And being with Frank and Frank being so... I guess, like proposing. I mean, like, yeah, he was. I mean, this, yeah, I mean, the moment he said, like, can I have five more minutes in the shower? I mean, the, the moment, if this is the apocalypse and I go into somebody's house and they have hot water and it's something that I have been experiencing in three years, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he has to a certain extent. I mean, you can always, like, you know, light up a firewood and, you know, heat up some water. But, you know, just to have, like, that feeling of, like, I don't have to watch my back. I don't have to worry about like something coming in and like, you know, killing me. Like I, I would have also been somebody that would have done anything to kind of stay or convince him for me to like stay in that, in that mm-hmm. compound. Um, obviously they ended up kind of being nuts. Not, I mean, I don't know if I would call them soulmates just based on the situations that, you know, they're in, but you know, they, they meet and I, I don't know if like, you know, if the apocalypse hadn't happened, if they would have, you know, even if um, Bill was out of the closet and, like, you know, they met, if they were on the date, if they would, you know, eventually, like, end up calling each other. But definitely the situation they're in brought them close together. 
Um, and from what I can tell, man, they had like such a perfect, you know, they balance each other out. And sometimes that's what people need. They need somebody that's the totally opposite of you so that you can balance each other out. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I, I kind of off the bat, I, I noticed some of the similarities and then obviously the, the person, the difference in personalities, but the similarities in, in taste, because like off the bat, Frank knew like about the wine and and everything and then the, the the whole piano thing and and obviously like they they had a lot of similarities in like in their taste with food wine and, and things that, that they were interested in even in their like pre-apocalypse <laughs> yeah. situations um so so obviously so there was enough there to i guess interest each other uh over over kind of, kind of what some of that was, and then I I definitely think it was super lucky that that they found each other because the other person wasn't like a maniac or whatever or, or evil. Um, but yeah, in that situation, it, it's it's definitely something that I'm sure is super rare because e even like in in a normal like heterosexual situation, uh, you might have somebody that that. Uh, ties up with somebody else just because of the sur survival part of it, and, and and not not really anything else, and and all they care about is obviously surviving, um, because the other person is better at certain things that are going to help them survive than than the other. But no, no, and I, and I mean in this situation, like I, I feel like everybody likes to think that they're going to be the bill in in this, you know, apocalyptic kind of world. But I'll be honest, man, I probably would end up being the Frank if I was kind of in that situation. Meaning, like, Frank's very, um, you know, very about, like, hey, I want to cut the grass. I want to have things, like, pretty. And I want to be able to, like, paint the house in the neighborhood and be proud of where I live. And I kind of can relate that because I'm like that. And we're going to have friends. <laughs> we're going to have friends. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, if I probably would be end up because again, I'm I'm not as much as I'm handy with certain things, man. Like I'm not I'm not a hunter. I, I you know I don't even I don't think I've ever been ever shot a gun. So it's just like you know put me in the in the Frank category as far as like personality for um for the for for, for when we're in an apocalyptic situation. Like I don't bring anything to the table besides being able to paint or change a light bulb. So I definitely need to evolve my skills a little bit more. <laughs> don't worry, Carlos. I can be your bill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> um, I mean, as long as you can, um, again, you can hunt, bring food, and cook it, man. I mean, we, we might have to come uh, up with some kind of arrangement. <laughs> well, the, the cooking part, we can we can talk about. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, talking about that, like, yeah. So, so Frank's very, you know, he wants to make this house look pretty. He wants to paint the neighborhood, and then he brings to to build the idea of like, hey, I've been talking to you know, essentially test, like you know, yeah. I want to invite them over, which. Again, man, like, I do not see that scenario sure, happening. Yeah. yeah, I do not see that scenario happening because it's like, you, you can't trust anybody, man. It's just the fact that it's still them two alone. I could understand if they had a bigger community, um, but it's just the fact that it's like you're bringing this lady, especially the part where he, he um, doesn't trick him, but says like, hey, let's go in the house. I want to show you something. I forget what it was exactly. They, they were going um, to show her, show her, but it's just like, man, it's just like, even that alone, like, I would have never been like, don't go in this house with this lady you barely know alone. Because it's like, like, oh, my God. Dude, I, I just can't watch the shows and just think the worst of people, man. So I, I would be horrible in a situation like this. Yeah, yeah, but you, you also get, 
have to think about. So they, at this point, it's, it's six years into the to the apocalypse. Yeah. Three years of them being together, but only, and only them two, like with nobody else besides like the 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 sporadic like zombie that gets stuck in a trap and possibly some other random people that run into that they scare off. Uh, so so like e- even with just one person, it, dude, think back to the pandemic, um, to to our pandemic that we had, and 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 for two years, especially that first year, like imagine how. Like how you felt and and how, like how much you weren't around everybody, because because I like we're, we're we've been friends for like years and years and years, and it's not like we were hanging out all the time. Yeah, there was a period of like several months that like nobody hung out with anybody, and then and then we like at one point we we kind of hit the point where we just like we, wanted yeah. to be social and 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 we were tired of being so isolated. So, no. so imagine them in their situation where, where they were in the apocalypse for three years without each other. Then, then it's them two. They they fall in love, all that stuff. They spend three years together, but it's only just them two. So, no, I, so yeah, no, yeah, you're, I, I get you're, it. No, you're right. I think um, you know, when we went through COVID, I think it was you know, if COVID started around March, it probably wasn't until like November when I first kind of had the the guts to, to invite you guys over for, you know, a board game. Uh, so it took about like, you know, maybe like seven months for me to actually feel comfortable having people. But yeah, I got to the point where like, I, you know, I just missed you guys and I wanted you guys to hang out with you guys. And even though I was hoping that you guys were being careful, you know, I still kind of had the risk of, uh, you know, you potentially anybody bringing in COVID. So, so I understand you get to the point where you're just so desperate for like another human to be able to communicate and talk. So I, I, I do know, I understand where Frank was coming from. Um, and I mean, thankfully, I mean, the one thing that surprised me, man, um, cause I didn't know how far Joe's and Tessa's relationship went back. Like I was very shocked that they yeah, had so. been, that they had been a couple for essentially maybe like 13, 15 years. Um, yeah. so that was, that was a big, like, especially cause he, she had just passed away in the last episode. I'm like, oh, like, you know, here I am talking about like how he didn't even really get to say goodbye. And he kind of just like got out of the room and left her for her to like kill herself to like help him mm-hmm. out. But it's like, man, he must really be hurting just the fact that this wasn't just like a, somebody that he just met like the, the year prior or they had some kind of arrangement. Like, no, this was like somebody that, that they went on missions together. Um, you know, I mean, essentially like they probably weren't married, but that was like his wife. So it was like, that was his okay. Frank. So it was just like. So like that made me kind of feel a little bit more sad. And, you know, it was kind of funny. My wife pointed out how different tests look and it kind of reminded me back to our conversation. How she said she looked totally different in that one show. And I'm like, yeah, she kind of started reminding me of how she looked in um, Criminal Minds or whatever the, the serial killer show we were talking about on the last episode. But yeah, like it was just a, such a shock, man. And I kind of wish we would have gotten Hunter. more of her. Mindhunter. I kind of wish we would have gotten more of her, but again, it's um, it's done. And, you know, we, we're, we're here with ellie and joe's journey but um i think after that they just pretty much you know they have the dinner or in the patio and outside and you know does anything else happen i think at that point they just kind of like establish a relationship yeah yeah and and then to to kind of go off of that a little bit too then it kind of bring, brings back uh a little bit to to your point from 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 last week that you you mentioned how how joe is so much of a survivor that, that that he's kind of like numb to the situation, and then to reflect back, it, it, he was with Tess for at least I don't know, like anywhere from like thirteen to like sixteen years, yeah. and then 
uh, like everything that happened there, and then he's kind of walking around like nothing, but you secretly know that like he's not okay, but he is is like in this world, he's just so much of a survivor that he like he has no time to grieve, he has yeah. no time to feel everything that he should be feeling about the loss of of his partner that he's had for for all this time. That the, that he's just like he's just in survival mode a hundred percent of the time. So not that they're gonna do like a prequel show, but I would want to see either a novel or a comic book detailing like the history of where you know Joe and his brother, if you know they they're the ones that you know first start together and then eventually like Tess comes into to the picture. But I would want to see like where in the U.S. have they been? during this pandemic, like, cause they just seem like the type, like, you know, not only do they live in this um, society, but they seem like they leave, they leave the society and they go on missions to like different places for whatever the reasons. So it's like, man, like, you know, like props to them for being like such a, um, like staying alive essentially, you know, like, you know, if I was, if that was me, like there's no way in heck that I would ever leave the society community. But you know, these guys are like, you, constantly just rules, you would, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, these guys are constantly going on trips and doing missions, and it's just insane, man. Like, I, I, I couldn't believe that. So, again, if they're not, in, it's not in the works, I would highly recommend that they start doing that, some kind of novel because I would totally buy that just so I could see more of Joe and like his history in the in the U.S. for the past twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would definitely be interesting because, um, yeah, like I'm sure that, that there's a lot there that that we missed and that that could add a, a lot more context to kind of where he is now, yeah. and 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 probably his his descent into, into like emotionless and, and super survivor. No, I mean, I keep thinking about the brother. I'm like, is, was the brother really worth enough? Like Tess getting killed, man. Cause obviously he's the reason why they're, they want to leave and you know, they're in a hurry to find him. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, you know, I don't have a brother, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's, uh, especially in that world, if it's worth all that. Like, yeah. But you also got to think about like, like, in, in in the let's say fifteen years or however long it's been, in in all that time, like how I'm sh I'm sure that they've gone out like a, a bunch uh, of times already. Yeah. So, so so like any of those times, any of that could have happened, but like nothing did. So so I'm sure like each time, I'm sure it was already in the back of their head that it, it could end up like this. But they they kind of got used to it. They they got used to the the danger and and the risk, um, and and they they just hoped that they made it out. And each time they did, until until they both didn't. No, 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 absolutely, man. Uh, again, want to see more of that. But you know, let's move forward. Um, I think before they leave the compound, Joe definitely leaves leaves Bill with some um some some great words of advice, like hey. People are going to come and they're going to come at night and it's going to be a lot of them and you need to be ready. And, you know, sure enough, like I think a couple, you know, after that, we do get the scene where it's like the middle of the night and people are trying to raid their their compound, which is it's kind of it was kind of crazy scene. Just I like the whole fact how he had the whole fence set up for like flamethrowers and like, yeah, who knows? It was just so, such a cool thing. Kind of reminded me of Predators a little. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I get it. And and. It, you figured that it's something that, that he was kind of always prepared for uh, because it, it's something that, that would happen, definitely would well, happen. Well, was he prepared for it, man? I was kind of disappointed at the fact that uh, Frank woke up in the middle of the night and he had no idea what to He felt like he didn't have any idea what to do. 
And I would have thought that Bill would have have run some scenarios like, hey, this happens. This is exactly what you got to do. And you got to go here and don't look for me. And then when he goes outside the house and Bill is just kind of like in the middle of like the street shooting at them back, I was a little bit disappointed that he wasn't kind of like didn't have like a sniping area or some kind of like, hey, there's people. So I'm going to go up high and start shooting them from like where they can't even see me. Um, yeah. And obviously they're trying to add some drama to the shows. But, you know, that kind of felt like to me, Bill wouldn't do that. Bill would be ready enough to like have like a high ground and be able to shoot them. Yeah, but I also kind of get the impression that that Bill is also somewhat emotional. Mm. So, so that would that, that would lead him to like be really mad at them for trying to invade his compound. So oh. that he'll go out there and and kind of just like like challenge them and be like, <laughs> you like you want to take uh, take uh, take the compound, then then you got to take me out first, type of thing, and. He's going to go out there trying to kill as many of them as possible. I mean, he did get shot, which, you know, was very, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so when he gets shot and Frank helps him to the house and he's kind of like trying to yeah. stop the bleeding, take out the bullet. And they do a little bit of, you know, whatever it is, five, ten years. I can't even tell at this point how many, like, how much they go yeah, forward. And yeah. you see somebody in, like, you see both of them and one of them's in a wheelchair totally unexpected. I thought that was going to be Bill that was in the wheelchair. Yeah. And it totally like surprised my expectations. I mean, first of all, they kind of leave you thinking he was going to die, but when they do the fast forward, he's still alive. And then and Frank's the one in the wheelchair, which is like totally shocking. I'm like, oh, wow. Like yeah. Frank was like the healthy one, the one in shape and running. And mm-hmm. um, they don't say what it was, but was it the disease where people were pouring like ice over other people? Was that what he ALS? had? Yeah. Is that what he had? Maybe it could have been that. Maybe Parkinson's. Maybe, maybe something else. Who knows? Yeah. No, and I mean this is kind of where we get more to like that final, you know, sad scene. But man, like it's just, I don't know, man. It, like this, I know a lot of people on Twitter. Surprisingly, I think they're talking negative about this episode, man. Whereas Why? I see a lot, where I see a lot of people actually talking positive. People like you know me and you and other people like in the you know, they've watched these things, but I guess there's been a lot of people just not loving the episode because they felt like, oh, it was either like a waste of time or it didn't move the plot forward. And a lot of people have been saying to people like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, if you're not in, if you're not interested in watching a TV show for these kind of emotions, like, what are you, why are you even watching this? And this could be that this show is kind of like bringing in people that maybe normally wouldn't sit through um, like a very dramatic show, you know, like, cause again, this is based on a game. So obviously it's going to attract a lot of different people. Um, some of them younger uh, audience. I think an audience, a younger audience. Like if I was eight years old and those show up on my favorite video game, like obviously I would go and try to watch it. So to them, you know, they might end up regretting their words in, in a couple of years later. But dude, I just thought this show was uh, this episode was just like so perfect. And you know, watching this with my wife, it definitely made me feel like thankful that like, hey, in like ten, twenty years, like if something was to happen to me, or you know, like I think we all want to have somebody in our lives that would take care of us and we can grow old with. So it's just like, I don't know, man, it just hit like all the right notes for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I completely agree, uh, agree with you because like, obviously like in, in, in my situation, like, like they were what, like in their forties, maybe when, when they ran into each other, like, as, yeah. as, like the, their late thirties. And that's kind of the, the situation that I'm in. Like th- that, yeah. that would be, that would be my dream to find my <laughs> Bill and or Frank. <laughs> <laughs> But 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 as as obviously like someone that'd be interested. In. <laughs> so hey, but, yeah, don't, know, like, don't don't make it seem that we're that close to forty because 
<laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we still got a couple of years before we can uh, start worrying about that. Yeah, yeah, we're still in, uh, the, in our mid thirties, uh, uh, unless you're Ramon. <laughs> it's, a lot, he's, he's, a, he's a lot closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's he's in his late thirties now. But, but no, but yeah, like I, I think that's kind of like everybody's dream or whatever to find like a, a Bill or Frank uh, in that situation where where like they they kind of had it all and then they they spent the, their life together. Until <laughs> until the wine, <laughs> I, I mean, you watched it later than I did. I think I watched the wine when it started, but you know, I kind of kind of told you like get the Kleenex box ready. Like, were you like was it like a sad moment for you? Cause I'm telling oh, you, yeah. it was just like, dude, it was just. Uh, 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 so so it was sad seeing Frank, the way that he was, and and then kind of like it, and but it was still like really romantic, kind of like the way that he wanted to like end it. Yeah, uh, but like it. It, it was like a mix of like sad, but like also beautiful in a way. And then, and then what Bill did with with the the bottle of wine all together, like that that was like the the Romeo and Juliet type of moment I, where they where he yeah. decided that they were gonna like leave together. I didn't I didn't catch it right away, even though I already felt like he was going to do something like that. Because um, you know he takes out the pills and he gives it to uh, Frank. But I guess he had already like put pills in the bottle. Is that essentially what happened? Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. And like, um, so it didn't surprise me that he did that because I did see it going that way. But yeah, like, you know, it was just um, very romantic for him to do that. And it's just like, yeah, like, it's just crazy, man, to be in a situation where you're sick and you just tell yourself, wake up one day and say, like, hey, it's enough is enough. And I mean, he wrote that beautiful note for, well, I wouldn't say it was a beautiful note because he definitely makes fun of Joe and that, and that saying, like, <laughs> I don't even know if I consider you a friend, but he wrote, you know, Joe that note where he kind of pointed out the fact that him and um, the one thing Bill and Joe have in common is that they're kind of protectors. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, maybe that's the reason why they didn't give them more people to live in that compound. Cause yeah, if Bill, he's just like such a smart person and he can do so many things that if essentially maybe there was more people for him to like look after, like there's no way that he would have done that to himself. Cause at the end of the day, Frank would have hated, hated him for doing that. Like, Hey, how mm-hmm. could you abandon those people when they still need you? Even though I'm, I'm going to essentially killing myself. Um, but just the fact that it was them too, like, I think that was the best and right choice, man. Of in that in that world of all the ways you could go out, like that has to be probably the most like best, perfect, especially after like living for 20 years. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I love the part where, um, I, I forgot what, what he said exactly, but but he mentioned how how he wasn't afraid to die until he met him. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would you tell me that? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. honestly, like, and, and I I love the fact that they threw in this whole, like full like complete story into this one episode, and it was like they had everything. It had like the, their their beginning. And it kind of put the whole thing in context of like the dangers of it, the, the all the zombies, and and then kind of like the 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 loneliness of it, and then just like finding somebody, and they have this like beautiful love story in the middle of it, where where they they get to spend the rest of their life together, and then have this like beautiful ending where they both commit suicide together. Yeah, the- <laughs> this is kind of dramatic, but it, it works very well for this type of setting. No, man, I, I texted you guys in the group chat, but the only show that has ever kind of like, I mean, there's a lot of other shows that have been very emotional episodes, but The Leftovers was a show that I really enjoyed on HBO. Um, yeah, I never watched it. 
I would highly recommend it because that show gives you a lot. I wouldn't say just one, but a lot of different episodes where you get the same, like, oh my God, you just feel like so crushed because it's just like people and you're rooting for people. And um, it's one that I would highly recommend, man, Leftovers. Okay. But but yeah, no, it was just a, such a crushing episode. And I think after that, um, you know, we get, you know, we kind of come back to Ellie and Joe and, you know, we, we know what, we, we're pretty much aware of what they're going to come to. Um, I don't know if I have much to add to that scene other than, you know, they find the guns and Ellie takes a gun. Um, how can we, we kind of talked about that in the beginning, like she finally gets her wish and she's able to find a gun and hide it. But is there anything that you want to talk about? Um, so, so not, not particularly with that, uh, until the, until the, the letter where, where Bill mentions Tess. And then, mm -hmm. then that's kind of like the first glimpse that, that you, that you get out of like his grief and the fact that like it really, it really hurt him that, that you kind of get a feeling that he felt like, like he failed in being able to keep her safe. Um, and, and, and I completely, completely relate to that. Um, for, for those that don't know, I used to be in the military. So, so, so like I, I would get that, that feeling all the time that, that there were a few times that like my, my, my squad mates or, or my teammates, um, like if if there there was ever a situation where I wasn't with them, um, and and they were in a, a place of danger, like you felt responsible, you felt guilty for for not being there with them, type of thing. So, so so you you do get a feeling of like failure, even though there really wasn't anything that you could do. It's it's totally like survivor's guilt type of thing. Um, no. that, that that you felt that that he had there. No, I mean, me and you, both, you know, both of us are, you know, we're parents, you know, you have your son, I have my daughter. And it's one of those things that I'm always thinking about my family. Like I, you know, again, I don't want to say I don't have a gun because I don't want anybody breaking in, but you know, I, I don't, but I, I but that doesn't mean that I'm not always thinking about like how to protect them and always taking care of her, you know, whether it's installing cameras here or installing an alarm system or making sure that I, you know, when my daughter's alone, that I'm always kind of keeping an eye on her. Cause it's just like, like we all want to feel like we're protecting somebody or at least the things that matter to us. And, you know, like having my family is definitely somebody, something that, you know, I love protecting and, you know, there's no way I can ever relate that kind of to you being in the situation you were with the army man. And, you know, I'm always thankful for what you did because, you know, you were there during some rough times. Um, so again, bro, thank you for everything that you've done, but, but I'm glad you you made it safely, man. I'm glad you're here. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm I'm here too. So yeah, like <laughs> yeah. So 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 it, it's so I, I definitely related to to him in in that sense. In in the I guess in in the guilt that 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 you could tell that he felt, but also like in the sadness and the grief, but also like trying to bottle it up and and trying to like continue on 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 what what he's trying to do is to get <laughs> Ellie, well to get to his brother. Um, and then get Ellie to to wherever the lab's supposed to be. No, no, absolutely. I mean, they get their battery and they finally have a car. So it's going to be interesting. I kind of saw the preview for the next episode. So it feels like they're not going to last very long in the car. But, yeah. uh, but, but we'll see what happens. Um, I think after the show was saying, I don't know. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, and something that, that, that I saw. So, so like after the episode, they have like the like a few of the interviews and stuff like that and, and kind of like behind the scenes stuff. Um, so I guess in the video game, like Frank never shows up in the video game. 
They, mm-hmm. they they just reference Frank, but they but you never see Frank, and they don't have like whole the whole story. But I guess they they kind of filled in all the blanks from the video game and made this episode this full story between Bill and Frank, which I'm glad that they did because it was beautiful. No, again, I, I you know I'm glad that they did because I do feel like when the show is gonna be done with, this is gonna be one of those episodes that we're gonna talk about as being the best one of the you know of the whole um, show. Yeah. Um, I know there was hints of um, Bill being gay in the, in the video game. Somebody pointed out on Twitter that I guess there's a scene where they find like a Playboy magazine uh, or not Playboy, maybe like Play. Is it is it Playgirl or is it? Uh, I'm, I'm you know again I don't. You know, it's pretty much a, a nudity magazine with men, and like Ellie's going through the pages, and kind of like some of them are like stuck together. <laughs> so, you know, so, so there, so it's not like this came out of because I think a lot of people were also complaining the fact that Bill was, um, you know, gay, and people were like, "Well, you clearly didn't play the game because in the game they dropped hints all over the game, you know, saying that he was." So, mm-hmm. um, not and and again, I, you know, I guess like it's it's so insane, and you know, give it to the actors um, for really, oh, really. God. They were so good, man. And it's just uh, like I want more more scenes like that, man. And, th- and that's how you kind of separate yourself from like, because, you know, like video game adaptations don't really have a good history. So, but this is like <laughs> a great, yeah, this is just a great way of actually, you know, grabbing something so small and then just expanding it in such a big way. And I think, again, this is going to be one of those episodes that I'm obviously just going to be thinking about. Not because it's a video game adaptation or, you know, this kind of zombie show, but it's just, I think it's just a beautiful episode that I'm always going to be thinking in my head about. Yeah, definitely, and it it was it was beautiful. So I, 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 I think that they they did it almost perfectly. I'm I'm sure that there's like if, if I would if I were to watch it again and write some notes, I'm sure there's like a few things that that I would do differently. But like it was it was beautiful. I, well, I I'm glad that they did it. Well, imagine like people that are little. Um... Like, like they don't want to watch it or they don't feel like they need to respect it because they're like, okay, this is just like a generic zombie um, show. And then those critics see this episode. It's like, how do, how do you, like, watch this episode and still believe this is just like a video game adaptation? And, again, I don't know. Hopefully this, this show doesn't in a very good positive note. But I'm like, how do you not watch this and just kind of think, like, okay, maybe I don't need to go into something like this and think, like, oh, this is going to be bad just because it's based on a game because obviously – they're doing such a great job, man. And it's, uh, I'm hoping based on this, we see like some of these stories in video games like more well adapted in the future. Because I do feel like that video game curse is pretty much coming to an end. And I do feel like um, things, better things are going to be ahead for us gamers. Oh, yeah. And well, I, um, uh, I, I think over the, the last week that they, they already announced that, that the show was going to, uh, was yeah. getting picked up for a second season. Um, so, so I don't know if they're gonna finish the the first game in this season, or 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 if it's if the season's gonna end and there's still gonna be parts of the game still left over for for the for the next season. But um, yeah, like I, I think video games are finally, well, I think they're finally doing video game a- adaptations well because uh, like with the, with this show is awesome. The Sonic movies are doing very well. Yeah. Um. The, the the Mortal Kombat movie, they they have the right ideas. The execution was, it was okay, but yeah. but it was okay enough that that like it, I enjoyed it. Um. I I wish they would have done it a little bit more martial artsy, but um. But yeah, like I I think they're finally turning over the leaf with with these yeah. adaptations. 
Yeah, because I think even that Mortal Kombat movie might be getting a sequel. I think the only, honestly, the biggest mistake that movie made was with the main character not making him somebody from the game because he's got such yeah, a big... Cole. Yeah, you got such a big roster to choose from, so it's like, doesn't really make sense that you would invent them just for the movies, but... uh yeah. Um, but no, man, I, I, you know, again, I think, um, I think this is gonna, like in a couple of years, we're probably gonna see a lot more because I know there's some possibly a Mass Effect show happening for Amazon. And oh, yeah. one of my favorite games just got a remake, um, Dead Space. And I would love to see Dead Space being adapted, man. I feel like that's that like a also, horror game. It's not, it's a horror, but it's kind of similar to like The Last of Us, where it's just kind of like, you know, you got a guy that's looking for his wife and he goes to this, um, spaceship and you know it's a huge spaceship and he's just essentially like looking for his wife and as you're exploring i mean there's also like you want to call them zombies um and he has to like navigate or be smart about like how to get away from the zombies or how to like you know keep moving throughout the levels of the ship so he can find his wife um so again i feel like that would be something that if i could um have somebody else like okay this is performing so well the last of us like what else can we adapt because like i'm tired of seeing like resident evil projects come out and fail <laughs> man like they just need a maybe put like a 10-year freeze on that and you know because i know the netflix show that came over out over the summer even though i finished it and i didn't hate it like it, yeah. it's not gonna get a, it's not gonna get a second season and it was it was not a very good one <laughs> it, it, it it was okay it, it, it was it was mediocre um it, but th that's the thing too that that They'll throw like a bunch of money into a project, and then in some situations, maybe they could have they could have multiple seasons if they don't throw as much money into it. But because of how much money it costs, it's not worth doing another season or, or continuing on the show because it's too expensive to for for the benefit that it does to the service. You know what I was thinking? I'm like thinking maybe the reason why we we're starting to get such good projects that are video game based or anime or comic books is maybe because some of like our generation, it's finally they're getting to that level where they can actually make decisions. Millennials. You know, because I get yeah, look, honestly, because it's like if you think about it, some of these people that were making video games like early on, like they might have seen it more as like a cash grab and not really hire the right people or care about hearing the right ideas. But now you kind of got people like me and you. I don't want to say I'm a closeted nerd, but, you know, if you don't, unless you come to me at work and say, like, hey, did you talk about The Last of Us? Like, I'm not spitting The Last of Us. I'm not spitting, like, Game of Thrones. I'm not spitting, like, my hero academia people. Um, but imagine, like, you know, some of these people are, like, they are spitting uh, these kind of knowledge. They're the ones that are being hired for some of these projects, man. So I think they're the ones that, you know, and I don't get to, like, to like, you know, like, let me look at all the writers and stuff because I wouldn't be able to tell you who's done what. But I do feel like maybe that's another reason why we're getting such good projects lately. Well, yeah, because if you think about it, like the the the, the Russo brothers, they're, they're big like comic book nerds, um, and they, they did the 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 Captain America Civil War and then the the Avengers movies um, with Infinity War, Endgame, and and Civil War. Um, or not Civil War. Oh yeah, Civil War. Uh, but he, they also did uh, the the Witcher Soldier, um, and then then yeah, like James Gunn, who was also a big comic book nerd, and he did the Guardians, and then the the Suicide Squad, and he's running DC now. Um, and and then and yeah, like Kevin James, and then you have uh, yeah. Favreau, and so so you have like these nerds, or, or like the one of the one of the the main producers for for the D and D movie. Um, he's a big D and D nerd. Um, so, so you definitely do have these like big fans of, of things and they're finally being allowed to create the things that they're fans of. 
So, so, or even with Feige, like Feige was a uh, like a big comic book fan, which, which and then he started with the X Men movies, and then he moved on to to run the the whole MCU. Uh, but like, th- that's kind of what happens when when you have people that are legitimate fans of something, and you let them kind of honor the 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 project. And, and give them some sort of leeway and, and freedom to kind of create what they want to create. That's, that's when you get these, these great projects and, and they're, they're not all going to work, but I think they're, they're going to be a lot better because they, there's a lot of passion coming from, from it versus before where, where you have just random people kind of uh, trying to like make a profitable movie instead of making a great movie. Or so. Man. No, I mean, dude, preach to everything you just said, man. I know there's no way in heck that anybody that listens to this is going to make it all the way to hear your speech, man. So I might actually have to get creative and, like, try to cut it and put it in the beginning. Because <laughs> what you just said, people need to hear that, man. That was just uh, so so beautiful. And, um, you know, you're really speaking what I believe is what's happening right now in Hollywood. Yeah. So, so no, great insight, bro. Great insight for sure. Um well, unless you have anything else, man, I think we did our deli- uh, we we kind of did our thing. We talked about the Last of Us, you know. Um, we definitely mentioned some things that we saw over the weekend, and you know, again, thank you for 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 doing this, Ro. I'm really excited for the next episode. Um, hopefully, Ramon will be able yeah. to join us for that. But if not, you know, me and you, hopefully, we can continue to make this happen on on Monday evenings. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like I I one. This is what we do anyway. Like it, whenever we hang out, even though we we don't hang out as as much anymore, because apparently being an adult takes time and responsibility to do things, uh, especially so, being dads. <laughs> the, and, the one thing, the one thing I want to do is I want to be able to do this in the, like in the morning one of these days because I feel like. I'm not bringing that like again being like old parents like <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm bringing that eight eight at eight thirty trying to go to sleep energy and like dude if you catch me in the morning with my coffee like I'm on another level baby so <laughs> we need to make this um we need to make on something the happen on the weekend early in the morning on a Sunday no uh, for sure man uh well let me know man uh nice talking to you so I hope to talk to you again soon man have a good night thanks you too.